Johnson with the Badass Records Podcast. Here to remind you that new episodes are out Thursdays. Follow the podcast on uh, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Find it where you stream. Check out badassrecordspodcast.com and find everything you need to know there. You can also hit me with an email message at badassrecordspodcast at gmail.com if you would like to inquire about doing an in-person episode with me here in Kansas City. Um, Last but not least, go vote, please. Uh, Best of Pitch KC's finals. Uh, You can vote at vote.thepitchkc.com. Find Arts and Entertainment, Best Local Podcast, and then Badass Records to cast your vote. That's all I got for you today. Thank you for stopping by. Hope you enjoy the show. I think this will end up being episode 84, Badass Records Podcast. Steve Tulipana, hanging out. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you. Appreciate you being here. Um, and we were just, uh, I, I was asking you to uh, help me jog my memory or put parts in places that they belong. And so uh, you are the owner of Record Bar. A co-owner. Co-owner of Record Bar. Co-owner also then of Mini Bar and, and uh, also a partner in, in Lemonade, Lemonade Park, Park. I would say that we we're just uh, co-producers. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, the um, that venue, uh, like, sort of, I became aware of it when I did a conversation, did an episode with Billy Brady, Whiskey Mash, mm-hmm. and it was like in May or coming up on Cinco de Mayo, somewhere right around then. Um, And so then I started seeing it, you know, in my socials and whatnot. And whoever is putting that stuff out, it it always looks really sharp, really nice. I don't know if you have a person or. Uh, Yeah, we, we all work together on it, but um, uh, Nathan Roish, who owns the record machine. Okay. He, he is our social media. Like he does a lot of that, that work. Cool. Um, And then, um, but yeah, we all, we all contribute. Right on. Well, um, doing, you know, 10, 11, whatever years in the record or record restaurant industry here uh, in Kansas City, um, it seems that uh, folks that are in the music scene or that are musicians or just like going to shows, um, there's always, I feel like there's always a positive vibe attached with those uh your outfits and so well so you and your partners uh must be doing something right and you guys um are still alive and kicking past you know pandemic and all that jazz so it'll be 18 years i believe this fall or is it 17 i get confused wow that is no that's nothing to you know shrug off or anything um are you uh are you born and raised casey or uh no uh i was born in pittsburgh pennsylvania okay my mom is from my dad's from here though. And okay. he was, I can't remember if he was born here or in Arkansas, but like his family is Casey, you know, a lot, sure. of, a lot of Casey history. Uh, you have siblings? Yeah. Three younger brothers. Okay. Yeah. Um, any idea how mom and dad met? My dad was in the military. Okay. And he was stationed out there in, in Pittsburgh actually. Okay. And then, um, they, uh, yeah. Right on. They hooked about there and then, um, 
they got, uh, they got, what's the word I'm looking for? How do I put this? <laughs> they got with child, sure, which was yeah. me. <laughs> and then uh, my dad got called out to Vietnam. So they, they moved, uh, we moved back here, lived with my grandparents. Okay. On a, on a, kind of in a little farm out in Peculiar. Sure. While he was overseas. Okay. And then, then we spent a little time here. My brother was born in, in, and then we moved to Chicago for my dad came back and his career took him sure. to Chicago for about eight years okay. all grade school and then to Texas for a little bit. Oh, wow. And then we landed in Liberty. I graduated from Liberty. High okay. So. Um, I'm, I'm assuming then that you know the story of the naming of Peculiar. I, I may have heard it, but I did not recall it. My... My dad's second wife, my stepmom, she, they, they, there's a farm down in Republic, mm-hmm. Missouri, which is what, like near Springfield. Yeah. Um, and you go past or through Peculiar en route to get there. And he used to love telling the story, which is basically uh, when they are forming the township, they got everything and then they submit their name and the, they come back and they're like, we already got one of those. And then that happened like, I don't know, five or six more times. And the per, you know, it's probably just a person in an office typing the response and snail mailing it back to whoever's sending it in. And they're like, dude, like, you know, do your research, look around and see what other names are. Give me something peculiar. And he was like, peculiar. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so did, uh, did mom and dad put on, uh, music in the home when you guys yeah. were? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, they listened my one of my my mom had all kinds of records there's one record that's one of my favorite uh, favorites there's just she used to go to these like uh D, dj dances in pittsburgh oh and there was this guy named mad mike okay and he would make these compilation records called mad mike multi the mad mike moldies and okay. you can now find them they've all been reissued but they're like you know and some famous the sonics are on uh, on there a couple other bands that got famous but mostly it's like little garage rock bands from all through like you know ohio and and, cool. and the east and like there and these they were just like he'd make the compilation of the best songs of and my mom's like in one of the you know shots of the kids dancing on the covers that's one of my favorite things but nice but i love all that kind of music that like super almost it's almost punk rock yeah you know? it's just yeah. like real like you know so that mom was into that stuff yeah, yeah, okay yeah and dad uh yeah he, he you know I, he played a little bit of guitar he taught me how to play wipeout like that on a guitar that nice. was the first thing very nice he's like you know but he didn't pursue it really he, he came i think he wanted to but uh he had some cousins that put a single out and i'm not gonna remember what their names sure. were uh i think costanza might have been their last name mm. but they were had a name for their duo okay that had a single i, I some aunt shared it on some family thing a long time ago right now i can't remember yeah. the details but i'd love to find it i'd love to own a copy right? of it but i remember you mean i'm uh i'm 50s right around the corner and it's just like i feel like by the day i can my, my memory is oh, just, yeah, yeah. it's like oh i'm always trying to catch yeah. uh There's so much new information coming in all the i time. know and uh, i've likened it to uh the oregon trail covered wagon it's like you set out on that trip and it's it's full back there and if a new piece of information comes something's got to fall out yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? it's true it's totally um true. so uh i'm interested in um you know 
I've kind of called the music that we hear in our childhood homes. Like it's kind of like furniture and that it's just there. Like that's what mom and dad or whoever you live with, that's what they're putting on. That's what you get used to. And then at some point you start to carve out your own. And then, so like, was there an album that you first fell in love with or maybe was your first purchase? Uh, I I keep thinking about the home stuff and I, and really it's, uh, my mother just passed a few months ago. Oh like man, I'm sorry. This year. And so we, I, I took, I got all those records, uh, you know, uh, and so, and kind of going through some of them and what was what, I can we as children, four boys, trashed them pretty good, you know. Like, but there's some fun stuff going through and remembering. Oh, I forgot about this. Like, and she, my mom liked classical music too. Okay. So like Tchaikovsky's, you know, eighteen, the, what is it, eighteen twelve over church? Yeah. And or is it at 10, 18, mm. 12, 18, 10, 12, I think it's 12. twelve. And you know that always drove us wild when we were kids. You know we listened to that stuff a lot. The soundtrack to West Side Story mm. was a big deal, really big deal for us. Uh, and and she had some Beatles records. Okay, with, you know we used to, you know I remember as, as a kid fighting. You know like there was an argument like who was better, the Bee Gees or the Beatles? Oh my, you know, you know? <laughs> and I'm like I gotta tell you, I I really love it's any more like uh i'll just i'm not trying to single anything out here but just for the sake of having an example tiktok i like something and then all of a sudden i'm flooded with it yeah. and so like right now there's a whole lot of uh video tiktok going around where um they've singled out all the tracks and so like for i just saw one for staying alive and so it's like here's the bass riff and here's the guitar and here's the vocals. And and it's like, I had no, like they, They I've always loved the Bee Gees since I was, but that would like legit. Like I always tell people grease the song grease. I mean, actually it's Frankie Valley or Frankie Avalon or something mm -hmm, like that. mm -hmm. Right. But the Bee Gees wrote it. Like I'm pretty sure they wrote it. Now I'm now I'm, now, I have, now we need to, I have to check the Google machine. <laughs> anyway, it sounds exactly like yeah. BG's production. Yeah. Thing, but. Well, it's uh, I love uh, I don't want to see a, a ton of that, but uh, but sometimes um, like there's uh, I think I think I've seen a, one or two Tribe and one or two De La track where it's like they they've got the, oh, this the fucking whistling from Otis Redding, right, Dr. Right, Bay. Right, and I'm right. like, Oh my God, yeah. that is yeah, you know, like, I love that stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I love seeing those websites where they break it all down. Um, who sampled it. That's a good. Sign. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, but, first album yeah, love for, or for me, you know, like that was stuff that we had in the house and we, you know, remember doing the Columbia house thing. Yep. I'm, I'm 50, I'll be 55 this year. So okay. Like, and you know, that was disco era, mm-hmm. but there wasn't like, so we had to, but I had to, could only get things that my mom, you know, we had to kind of, you know, we were grade school kids. And so we, we compromised with her sure, and, and uh, got a handful of these records, but, but I became like a huge queen and, mm. like, and kiss fan at, okay. at, in grade school. I was nice. like massive, massively into kiss and queen. Huh. And where do you, if, as the oldest, where do you think that came from? Uh, I think it was the radio in Chicago. Okay. You know, what we were listening to. And like, I was in, this is one of my favorite stories to tell. Um, we went, we were going to Catholic school and uh, Queens, We Are the Champions was on the radio, like at that time. And with back, we will rock you. And yeah. Yeah. My folks got, got us the 45 or whatever for Christmas and played the shit out of that thing. 
But for, I think I was in third grade and my brother, or maybe I was in second grade, he was in first grade, whatever. It's right in, no older than third grade. Sure. And we were in this subdiv- this uh, suburb of Chicago called Plainfield. And uh, we, uh, there was a talent contest at the school and, you know, whatever. We decided, me and my brother and our, like the neighbor kid, we were going to be, uh, we were going to do like a, lip sync air air band kind of thing yeah. or whatever you know and so we go in and we we lip sync to we are the champions nice and, and the nuns like she's just like you know whatever i mean in retrospect i can tell she was like oh this is the cutest thing ever right and but she was uh, sister audrey was her name and she said she said all right we're gonna put you in but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna spiff this up She's like, what did you, what did you envision? Like in our head, we're like, well, we don't have to wear a Catholic school clothes. We're going to wear jeans and t-shirts like Sha-na-na rolled up over the <laughs> shoulders, yeah. you know? And, and she's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And we, you know, markers number one on them. And, and then she, uh, she choreographed us. And we wow. did this little spin dance and this little nice. thing. And I remember we did it. And after we were done, uh, these, the, these, the, it went, it was K through eight, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. And some seventh and eighth grade girls came over and they were just like, you're the coolest little kids we ever met. Like, it's so cool. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to be a rock star. There you go. <laughs> right. Right. And I, I swear, I don't really think I, I, I love telling the story. I don't really think I held that through in my brain. Like every time I like started right. a band, like, Oh, I'm, this is know. the one. <laughs> yeah. But it would became, you know, I think subconsciously that kind of was a, was a drive to be a performer and, and stuff. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, you know, so, so, but, but then, you know, those, those kind of performative bands like kiss and queen were sure. really great to me. But then in my brain, then I discovered Devo and, sure. and, and kind of, I always kind of snuck, uh, uh, sought out the more, like weirder stuff sure kind of like something that had to be extra and right and weirder and like and then you know then i punk rock came to my life like, yeah with, like in you know junior high black flag and circle yeah. jerks and I, then i got to come you know had a buddy that brought me into the city and like we would go to this place called the fool killer at 39th and main and okay saw saw black flag twice there saw like saw uh 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 me puppets there okay all kinds of wow. like i mean i probably got to go there five or six times and a lot of just local regional bands yeah. and stuff like the orange donuts and ods they i mean they, they've played recent a couple of years ago okay they back together uh uh stuff like that like you know and that 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 and then it's like oh wait we can do this you know and then and me and my buddy uh Dan jones who i, I play with currently dan jones and the squids yeah he and i were going to those things and we were like you know, we started our first band like right, right then, nineteen, you know, eighty five, wow, eighty six or whatever. Um, he's on the books for one. Oh, Dan's awesome. He was on the books for July. You know, a couple of folks, Dan included. Um, God, did we? I feel like he wanted to talk, and so we. Might, I think we talked for a, yeah. a good bit, yeah. and it was great. Yeah, he, and then um, he 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 scheduled. He picked a date. And then he had a gig, so but it's he's back on the books. Um, but just all the correspondence with him, I'm like this guy is like insanely nice. Oh yeah, he's the best. And he, our record just came out like a few weeks ago. We had a record release party. Last, oh cool, last weekend. Nice, super proud of it. It's the third record I've done with him since he moved back to to okay. Missouri. He was in Oregon for twenty plus years. You know. So. Um, so 
so you're seeing shows at a young age. Do you remember your first or your first uh, uh, memorable? First memorable one was I got to see Queen when okay. I was in like seventh grade, I think it was. Uh, yeah, it was seventh grade in Chicago. No, oh, by, or maybe it was eighth grade. We it was by the time we'd gotten. You're here. in Liberty now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got here by junior high. So. How was that? It was the Hot Space tour, which. A lot of people hate that record because it's their disco record. Whatever. I adore it. I love disco. So. Uh, <laughs> it was great. We somehow got 12th row center tickets. And uh, and this woman my dad worked with that had some kind of hookup. And, and we were, and I, my mind was blown. Nice. For, that, for a big arena show, that was my first one. Right about that time then, maybe a year or two later, got to see Flock of Seagulls and The Fix out at Worlds of Fun. Wow. And then years later, my band Roman Numerals got to open for the fix. That was pretty fun. Nice. Uh, and tell them like, I'm like, yeah, we, I saw you when I was a little kid at, at an amusement park. And they're like, and they're like, oh yeah, we used to play a lot of amusement parks <laughs> back in that era, you know? Right, right. <laughs> but, so uh, your first band is with Dan Jones. My first, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. So like a little bit ago, we were talking because I uh, have struggled to keep the details about record bar and right yeah it's all right like, and so uh i have a million projects like businesses and bands so. well so when i start when i sat down to start making some notes um i, I must have just googled you and like a discogs page popped up and there's like a picture of you and like 12 bands listed i was like oh my god he's a musician too <laughs> Tur turns out that was first and the, yeah. and the venue yeah. stuff was after yeah. the fact I, it just came at a point. My, like I said, we were on a major label. For, like, Seasoners had gotten signed to Columbia. We were on there for quite a few years, and then we got dropped. And then we, we were doing some, you know, the, the money was just kind of like, you know, we got to do something for a job. And so I started working in the, working in 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 the in industry, the club industry, sure. And just like, well, you know, how do I do this for myself eventually? Because right. you know, the music thing, you know, it's forever. But it's after a certain point, it, it I stopped relying on it as as a as a major source of income. Yeah, I, you know? smart, I think. And it, to, it just for I you just, to recognize that. Yeah, I, well, I, I mean, that could be smarter. It could be, <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever. You know, by by necessity, like sure, you're like, oh, what am I sure. gonna do? But well, but so I mean, how many bands have you been in? I think someone did one of those Facebook things, like what you know, list your bands. Uh huh. I think, and if I included like, I've I've like subbed for bands. I, I was right, like I was in Paw for like a tour, and okay, then, like uh, I've you know I've filled in for something, and then I've you know I've been on people's records, you okay, know, like as just like singing a song or sure, something. but but it, a bunch. It was in the twenties, dang, you know, or and and 20s. now how many? Now currently, I have um, the acts that are performing like this year. Um, uh, uh, Dan Joe's and Squids, yeah. new record. Season of Risk did some um, uh, few shows earlier in the year, and then we have some stuff coming up next year. We're trying okay. to had the guys live across the country, so mm. well, we've been we've been trying to write stuff, you know, uh, remotely. Um, in the spring, we have some shows. We're hoping to get back in the studio, maybe, and finally get something. But okay. We're reissuing all our records that came out in the '90s on vinyl that weren't ever, you know, during the CD era when things yeah. were. And, and then, um, so that plays a couple times. I have uh, a project called Men of Men that I perform with. 
Gherkin. Gherkin's the drummer, yeah. Did an episode. But I feel like I just saw like an upcoming, uh, maybe it's an Lemonade Park thing, up, upcoming festival-ish kind of multi-band deal. It was and two Min- weeks ago. Two, okay, it already happened. It's Crossroads Music Fest, yeah. And, and um, whatever, when I saw Men of Men and, and followed... We like, had a sub-drummer. Because? Because uh, Gherkin was unavailable or something. Okay, like he'd okay. He'd been doing stuff and... And uh, yeah, we have a, like, so Men of Men is part jazz guys, part rock guys. And the jazz guys are real good about finding substitute dudes to fill in yeah. and stuff like and And that project is very much, it's it's a cover band, but it's a really weird cover band that that uh, plays music from all genres. And he, he did an episode and, way, way early and, and brought it up then. It sounded really freaking cool. It, it's super fun. It's one of my favorite things to do. We just, and we played a party last week with Gherkin. Uh, last Friday we played uh, for a birthday, a buddy's 60th okay. birthday. But no, and Season to Risk is not not affiliated. There's no crossover with Men of Men. Only Gherkin played on our second record of Season to Risk. Okay, okay. I thought back they, in maybe he had mentioned when he was too. a Molly McGuire before he went to Shiner. Gotcha. Like back then. Okay. And so then, uh, Dandron Squids, uh, Men of Men, Season to Risk. Season to Risk. I also am part of the band that fell to earth. We do that Bowie tribute every year. Yeah. Okay. We're playing a friend's wedding next weekend. Nice. <laughs> Very that nice. is a really cool project, but we only play twice a year, maybe once or twice a year. It's, um, but all the players are so killer. I've, uh, I think I've told, I think I'm, I might've told this story, uh, during Patrick's episode, but, um, you know how Instagram will be like so and so from your contacts is on Instagram, right, right. and then some. For me, a lot of times I'm I can't figure out who it is, and so a year ago, uh, Band Felt Earth it popped up, and I was like, "What? Who are these people?" Yeah, and so I I messaged that I found the Instagram account, and and I don't think that they respond anyway. Then it happened again just a few months ago, and I was like, "This is the set," and so I and then I looked. And the reason is because I was in grad school with Michelle. Oh wow! And we did a project together, and and I messaged her. And I was like, "Hey, uh, are you?" Because in my phone it just said like Michelle O, and right. I was like, "Are you Michelle O?" Or and she's, "Nope, I'm not either of those people." And I was like, oh, "I'm so confused." And then I went and we had to do. It was called uh, magazine editing, so we we got put on teams, and we had to actually make a prototype nice. magazine yeah. with articles and anyway. And so I, I dug it up and found it and took a picture of it and sent it to her. And she's like, where did you get that? Uh-huh. I was like, that's why you're in my phone, dude, because yeah. I do know you. Uh, what, but that... What was her maiden name? Uh, Bacon, maybe? No, that's... that's that o? Was her... O'Brien. O'Brien. That's what it is. That's why it's that's, o. That's yes. I knew that. I was trying to figure out what the O yes. was. Yeah. But anyway... A maiden uh, name. What a weird word. Like, that's just like... that. Just... I know that you shouldn't. I feel like you shouldn't even say that. Yeah, <laughs> maiden, uh, maiden. Yeah, <laughs> my, fair when maiden. you were a fair maiden. Yeah, <laughs> what was the name you used? Uh, but that, um, you know, I've only looked just quickly a couple times at the band that followed. But it looks super fun. It's killer. The and band it's a is big. Stellar. It's kind of a big production. So, like for for this wedding for a friend thing, we're just going to do it as the core, like this main six of us. It's just Katie Guillen and and Stephanie Williams from. Katie Gans band. Mm. Uh, Kyle Dockwest plays keyboards. Is also in Men of Men. Okay, plays in tons of other projects. Uh, the like he was in the like, and it's been a musician can't see forever. Alex Alexander, who I play in, he was on the first Kansas City Squids record because there is a there is a poor, uh, Eugene Oregon Squids that Dan had. So we're the Casey Squids. Oh, funny. Uh, he played in that in the first one when Dan moved here, and then 
he and I have, have this weird project called Drop a Grand that we do. Okay. It's, we're kind of, people aren't supposed to know it's us. <laughs> and I've just given up the secret. Sure. It's sure. a masked band. You okay. Know? And then uh, Alex is the keyboard player in Emmeline Twist. Oh. Yeah. And then Nathan Corsi and I are the, the vocalists. And Nathan uh, has, uh, he, uh, Not a Planet was his band. And now his new band is called Nathan uh, My Atomic Daydream. Okay, interesting. And, um, yeah, somebody then, from Emmeline is also on the books. Uh, Christoph. Christoph, yes, nice. I think Nemeth, yeah. soon, yeah, like maybe next awesome. weekend. Um, so you have like six. There's one more. One more. I'm playing with these guys in Om- for out Omaha, and it's called Violenteer. Okay, and they are old old friends uh, that when season used to tour, we go through Omaha and play with them and stay with them and real heavy, noisy stuff. But it's this new, new project that they have is the two brothers and it's two basses and a drummer. And they asked if I would do some singing for it. And I said, Oh, some of your, tracks. you got pipes too. You, you play, you play guitar. I'm a bass player. You're a bass player. I'm mostly Sorry. a singer. I was a singer in seasoned risk and I'm okay. a singer in the Bowie project. I'm a singer in men of men. Um, I play bass for Dan pay bass in, um, uh, the drop a grand and then uh did i play bass for oh i played bass in the porn huskers oh i've that, definitely it. seen yeah. their stuff somewhere that was a thing in the 90s okay it probably should stay in the 90s <laughs> <laughs> so you have seven outfits that are either gigging live right or now. or recording and releasing stuff or both yeah and three venues yeah. that now so you but you have people to manage the socials for the venues or a person. Majority of it, yeah. Okay, and then what about all your outfits? Are you on the hook for any of those? I do. I am. I'm the talent buyer and promoter for for the, all the venues. Okay. Um, I have in the last uh, year and a half. We, we work with Mammoth and AG bring us events too. Right. But in the year and a half, uh, I have hired a, a, a production manager who an assistant too who just helped started to help me um steady p do you, are you familiar with steady p steady has a, a music indie ground is his uh, label hip-hop label okay and he manages and and puts out his own records and stuff too. nice and, and he's phenomenal he's been really helping me out and really helped me get to a point where because I never knew, like, how do I stop doing all this stuff? You know, that, like, that's where I'm going it's hard with to this. Take those steps, yeah. yeah. You know? like, so, like, for for the socials for your bands, are uh, you? Yeah, just yeah, I just got to do it. <laughs> and you do, yeah, for all of them. Um, Michelle is takes the lead on the right, right. Uh, yes, the, that's her band. Yeah, really. Um, uh, volunteer, Randy. It's his thing. Dan, uh, is it's Dan's band. I help him. But, sure. Uh, but yeah. And then I do have, I, uh, for Season of Risk, the drummer uh, who lives in Cape Cod, he does a lot of that. He's really, he's always pushing me. Like, even today he sent an email. He's like, hey, you got to get this, you got to get these emails, got to talk to that lawyer, we got to do this, you know, you got to get on it, like keeping me on task. But uh, that's, and, and ultimately that's where I'm going with all this is um, how in the world do you stay organized? I, it's wild. Are you put, putting shit on paper? I mean, a lot a of computer? shit's on paper. Yeah, it, yeah. I make. I got lists. Okay. You know. you've, you've you've created a system that works. I guess, but it's pretty. Like, I think the older I get, I think this last year's been pretty intense for me because because of all three of the venues are full tilt. Finally, like building that up through pandemic was like kind of. I mean, during pandemic, 
I spent a lot of time doing stuff I never thought I would do, like filing for grants and and just way more. You know, we have an accountant that helps with some stuff, but by and large, this was stuff that I was I was like, you know, going on Zooms with with the with the uh, uh, state senator's office and like, wow. like for like, you know, for the, there's a, there is for NAVA, which is national independent venue association going on all these zooms with these people and like, how do we organize and how we, you know, NAVA's a lo- lobbies for independent venues now and how do we stay alive and how we make this work. And, you know, wow. and we've gone Senator holidays, Holly's thing, trying to convince him to sign off on this. And he's kind of like, well, you know, he doesn't want to show, you know, we we can't show favoritism to any one thing and you know and we're like we're like yeah but you're giving the airlines billions of dollars why can't that do you not know how much like our little venues create so much revenue in in the neighborhoods when people you got 300 people that come to a show x amount are getting gas x amount are eating at the ne- restaurant next door x amount are you know, they're buying t-shirts or they're, or the they're, drink before they're going to the, the restaurant and the bar before they're like, and then they're, you know, on and on and on, you know, and, 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 uh, that all those statistics were put together in this and were built. And then Jeff from mammoth, who we were talking about earlier, I think maybe before we got on the, um, on the mic, he pushed really hard with some people and got together a Missouri chapter of that, which okay. I've been remiss. I haven't really been active with them since we got back in business. Cause there's just no time. But and that was, we decided to keep Lemonade Park going. That once pandemic was over, then we had to have meetings with the with the mayor's office and the like. They're like because we were, were operating under a, a a pandemic liquor license, and they had the, oh boy. the rules were, had <laughs> oh, to man. change. Okay. And we had to like and you know like it, it, that kind of stuff. It's like I mean it's it's a learning experience, but it's it's a lot, you know. And, sure. And so like in the last year, I've really I'm. I'm I don't think I'm, I'm not going to burn out, but I'm definitely know how people, I can see how people can burn out yeah. trying to, trying to figure out, like you call it a system. I don't know if I have a system yet. A lot of it is just like, do this for a while, do that for a while, do this and this and this for a while. And then, you know, and then like really today, like when I walked in and I was like, man, it's been a day, uh-huh. but, but it, it all, it was a really nice early part of the day. And then since everybody works all the time now, it was just, but it's weird. Like it seemed like everybody decided all of a sudden at four o'clock they needed to get shit done. And it was just like, and I'm like, I'm going to go have a ranch water, (laughs) but get help yourself and Um, and chat about myself, which is, you know, it's fun. It's nice. It's it's relaxing, but it's also, I am kind of like getting back in this ball of like, Oh God. Yeah. I, I I know the, I mean, um, it's, similar on my you know like uh i got i gotta be ready you know and a lot of times i'm like sort of little engine that could, i think i can i think i can and then it's like fuck okay well i'm either gonna have to cancel or just be less ready yeah. and you know hope that it doesn't suck right but <laughs> it's it's every day is kind of just like you know my plate's full and you get a couple things knocked off and you're yeah. like ah oh, and then boom two more things it's yeah. just like god damn i mean yeah, i just cannot i just try to tell myself it, you know, the things you schedule, follow through the things that, you know, because you've got the phone and the email and all the stuff, it's like dinging you constantly. I'm the kind of person who likes to check it off and get it done right away. And like, I have to remember, no, don't just portion this amount of time for that. 
it'll we'll get to it when we get to it. The big, you know, the biggest thing that it's one of the things that I have not figured out how to do yet. I mean, I guess I guess I'm starting to get some help on it, but advancing the shows with the bands, like something we do for every show, the artists that are touring, you know, they get an email that's like, here's the, here's the rules and here's the time and here's the technical aspects and here's the food and here's, you know, all of this stuff. I have to do that every week for, you know, every venue and every band for every venue. And so like you and you alone. Well, I did for a long time and now I'm starting to get a little bit of help. But, okay. but I'm just trying to, it, because it's a process that like, I like to see how it gets done and I'm trying to, yeah. make, I'm, so we're really, we, we got, we, we got some new software recently that I think is going to help us. Okay. We're all just learning it right now. Sure. I mean, this, I'm talking about like recently as in like a week ago. Okay. And, uh, and I've got great team, everybody at record bar and, and we, our team crosses over. So sure. my, my business partner manages Sean Sherrill is my business partner, partner. He, he manages all the bar staffing, all the, the, the bar purchasing, okay. uh, the bar program, you know, he does all that. He, he does the, the, the day-to-day banking stuff. And like I do payroll, all the bands, all the, all the, that side of it, yeah. you know, the, the entertainment side of it. And you know, um, marketing and, and et cetera, et cetera. So is there, is it possible to create like a, a one pager for your bands and here, we, boom, here's all the stuff. And we kind of, well, we have that, okay. but everybody has a nuance between on the contract. So, you know, and, right. and so I've got guys, now I have people that we have trained that are doing a great job to settle the show. So I don't have to be there at the end of every show. Hey, you know, that's a big, big go home and plus. get some sleep, hang out with your plus. wife. Yeah. Nice. Big plus. Usually I'll hang out with her until she goes to sleep. And then sure. I, they wait for the text messages, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, but, um, uh, there is a system, you know, I, it can be done. And so I'm, uh, I'm uh, little list, big list, mm-hmm. you know, and I actually just saw something the other day where it's like, if you, uh, have crossed off all five things on your little list, and then you do another thing. Are you the kind of person that goes and writes it on there just and crosses it off, even though it's done, so you can get that little <laughs> dopamine plug? <laughs> uh, but I do like the big list is long term, and this is today. And then uh, one of the most helpful things for me uh, was when um, I don't know if you're um, iOS or Android, but being able to pin text messages. I don't do that. I, I, do you know what I'm talking about, uh, though? Do you are you do you have an iPhone? Yep. Okay. So, um, in your when you open up your texts, up top left, there's you can select. There's a few things you can do, and one of them is edit pins. You can pin messages so that they stay at the top. So they're like the to to do list, so they don't get buried. Y- yeah. That's so what happens to me. Like stuff gets buried, and or and especially on Messenger, forget about it. I'm stuff like, gets buried, or. Uh, so many things are being done from the phone, socials, email, tech, all of it. And so I'll be doing some, like replying to somebody that needs something, replying and somebody will call or something else will ding or I'll I'll be near the top of the screen and a thing pops up and I accidentally hit it. And then I I lose, I forget that I was in the middle of replying to, and then all of a sudden somebody's like, hello. I'm like, my biggest thing, like, building the social so like we build the events on our ticketing platform and then the ticketing platform has some great tools and says oh do you you know do you want to build a facebook event page or you know and then you go and you pick the the, i pick the venue build it but then i got to make sure i'm in the right venue to uh 
for it to, to I got to switch it. You can toggle between venues. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm there. But what happens is when I do there, then I'm on Facebook and then I start doing a million other things and answering, answering questions in, in, in the messenger and doing like, and then I'm like, here in the first, oh, I was supposed to build the event. <laughs> I got to start all over. I, I feel you. I mean, that's, yeah. that sounds like a lot. It's a lot. I'm, I'm, it is my, my number one goal right now is to figure out how to, and I think we're in the process. It's, it's getting, it's, it, it's cool. We've got, like I said, we've got a great team. Uh, people are, we're starting to like, uh, delegate. Sure. Situations. Yeah. Yeah. So who's gonna? And then we're we're standardizing it right. as much as we can. And um, so this is sort of not, not even a really uh, developed thought. Uh, so I'm sorry if it sounds clunky. But um, if you are a band or a musician and you book a gig or you put out a new record or whatever, it's on it's on you to like tell your followers on your socials, etc. But for a venue, um, it is there like a newsletter that you can sign up for that comes to people and yeah. they get, cause a lot of times I'll ask, so what's the best way for folks to keep uh, in, you know, in the know for your spot or your band. And mm-hmm. they're like, just Google it. I'm like, if you leave it to the people yeah. to just go like, so you so do have a thing that we people- have. a Yeah. If you sign up on our websites at the bottom, there is a newsletter. We only do it once a month and it just, it gives it because we don't like to we don't like to rank Bla- right yeah. you know there we'll every now and then if there's a big artist coming and it's not selling that well we you know we'll do a specialty one sure um you know we partner with the bridge quite a bit and okay. they have their specialties push outs that they'll do from time to time for us but but there, there's all kinds of you know i mean so once a month and is it it's just like the calendar and it kind of and then and then and then he does weekly. If you follow the, if you follow the, the, this, the Instagram or the Facebook, uh, we're not active on Twitter. It's just a nightmare, <laughs> especially now it's worse. But or X or no, whatever it is. No, uh-uh. it's Twitter. <laughs> yeah. It's the Bluebird. It's I, Sprint Center. It's Sandstone. Yeah, yes. It's Kemper Arena. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's the hurricane. So this, this newsletter covers uh, all of your venues, or y- 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 no, we or have. They each have their own. I think. I think he's got set up to do their own, but it might, okay. I could be wrong. I okay. have to look at it. Nathan does that. Okay. And then about we, Nathan also, uh, builds these, uh, weekly, weekly posts that you'll see. And it'll say, here's what's coming up this week. And it's like, a and on IG and everything. And it cause little mini, mini flyers and like, come see a show this week. And you can scroll through it and see all the cool. You know, so we're constantly, Oh shit. I broke your pants. That's okay. Uh, we're constantly promoting things. And so it's crazy though. I'll have a show like, like Corey Feldman played Lemonade Park Sunday. I th- that was real. Yeah, like, that's totally real. What's and he had a, he had a, a Coke. Is he sober? Oh, he's been sober for a long time. Uh, yeah. All across the board sober. Not even not California sober. I, I think he's straight up. Okay, sober. okay. Um, what is he? So he dream. Remember Dream a Little Dream? Uh, yeah. Someone else was talking. Somebody was telling me that was one of my uh, my sound person there, and I was like, that, "That's my favorite one of his." What's your favorite? And I'm like, "I don't know." What, but but he stand I thought, by me. It's yes, the best. Yes, it's so good. Yes. Goonies, like uh, uh, Lost Boys. Is, Lost Boys. Yeah, those are like. And then after that, I mean, but Dream I, a Little like, Dream. South Beach Academy. Dream a Little Dream. I think he like was musically was and, yeah okay. and maybe he sung yeah or something so he does songs from all the his movies even the ones like he does like they did stand they did the song stand by me they did um 
I don't know what it's called. Cry, little sister. From, That's from Lost Boys. Yeah, from Lost yeah. Boys. So they did songs. Oh, I love it. They did a great job too. Nice. Uh, so he, it's him and a band. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Did you interact with him? Uh, no, not really. Okay. I mean, we got okay. a picture with him at the end of the night. But sure. he, uh, I met him. The he played the record bar too um, a couple of years ago, and I met him before wow. pandemic. I met him there. He not a very engaging. He's he's you know, it's very. Uh, kind of anytime i've ever met anybody of like that kind of hollywood acting they're always private just, or yeah just layers little, just but, yeah and they always have a security yeah, person yeah, yeah. and there's like you know they they get bombarded with all kinds uh-huh. of assholery and i think yeah. they're just kind of they just over have, society in general yeah they're just and they're, and they're also um and i don't mean this in a bad way but they also have this weird like kind of uh elevated they're kind of a character when they deal with people, if they're yep. not really close to them, they're, yeah. they're kind of like, I don't, I won't almost use the word delusional, but that, but it's like, that's not right. It's like, yeah. it's just kind of, it's just kind of fake or well, whatever, but I don't mean it in a, like a, no, like, no, no, a no, negative no. way, but just, it's weird. I've heard a couple podcasts, uh, stand up comic podcast hosts talk about this notion, both with, uh, wealth and, but more specifically with fame, when you get, to a certain spot, like nobody around you, and you're like every treat you normal. normally, yeah. And so you think that that's how the world is. And so when you go out into the world, people are like that guy's weird. It's because nobody's treating yeah. him normally. Yeah. I, anyway, I can hundred percent. Were those uh, the gig that he just did and the one he did in the past? Were they well attended? Uh, the the record bar one uh, did. Uh, 300 plus and this, this one last the other night did a little over 200 are those um num- that's good solid number? okay it's solid okay. for what he's you know like he doesn't have a hit song he's just sure just, yeah. but you know uh the day before they were excited the day before they played riot fest to twenty thousand people and it was the biggest show they've ever done and they were like it was it was amazing and they were all they were on the high of that but but uh but my point about it was i still see that show happened Tons of people knew about it. It was well promoted for months and months and months. And still after the fact, when you start posting your the, the media from, you know, pictures yeah. or things from the yeah. show, all I see in my feed is, well, how did I not know about I this? Swear how to do God, I not know about this? I saw it like the day before. Yeah. And I was like, this can't be, this yeah. isn't real. Like I right now, the thing I keep seeing yeah. and I get notifications for is Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Coming that was to, last night. It, 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 so it did happen. Yeah. Uh, like how did that not sell out in seconds or maybe it was two nights ago uh, but it's over yeah huh do you know anybody that went uh no okay interesting <laughs> i just know because it's we we pay attention to the parking at record bar since we are directly across from T- t-mobile and so we keep on our our schedule what's happening there so we know what parking's gonna be like for our staff i see give everybody heads up okay and then, and then we kind of sometimes will do certain posts on certain shows we know are going to be really well attended. Like, make sure you get here early. Yeah, parking's yeah. going to be crazy downtown. Well, you know, so. to, not to you know uh, rub salt in the wound, but I'm t- I, t- I swear, like I saw the Corey Feldman thing, like you know, yeah. right before, and I was like, what? And so I, that's why I assumed yeah. it still hadn't happened yet. Yeah, it's it. I don't. Algorithms are weird. I think is the only yeah. explanation. They don't work. It's, it's all fake. Right. <laughs> Uh, so lot, lot of challenges in running venues, I would assume. Yeah. Uh, but some joys too. Oh yeah. I mean, I've seen some of my favorite bands. I've got to book some of my favorite bands. A lot of times I lose money on my favorite bands cause, but that's part of it because I like weird stuff. Right. But, right. Uh, 
but that's a joy, you know, like, uh, and then I love discovering new bands. Sure. And I love, I, you know, I love seeing, I, I love seeing local bands start and then kind of, I love when that, yeah, it, things go good for yeah. them and they build up and then that happens. Especially and, if they're good people, yeah, you know, exactly. You know? Um, so, uh, really appreciate you being here. You were, uh, kind enough to, to send me a list. Um, and I, typically just like to run through them in, in yeah. release order, yeah. uh, which puts in 1971 hunky dory, David Bowie. Um, and I was having weird printer issues. So some of these are shitty looking. Um, so this is, uh, 1971 fourth of 26 for him records, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, 11 tracks, 42 minutes. Apple music blurb opens up by saying hunky dory. Isn't just David Bowie's first grade album. It's the seed of everything he did after. Um, so how did you get into Bowie and would you agree with that claim? I would agree with that claim. And this Bowie for me, this is kind of weird. Um, I mean, I guess it's not that weird, but my mom's sister, who lived in Pittsburgh and stayed in Pittsburgh her, her, most of her life. She's still in Pennsylvania. She liked Bowie, and she liked music. She liked going to concerts. And when we would go visit, we would go visit them once a year. We'd drive from here or Chicago out there, depending on where we lived. And she had uh, she would have the concert books you know, like the programs mm-hmm. guy, like, like, I don't know if they, they still do that, but they, these big glossy programs yeah. and they'd have all these artists photos. And, and I remember sitting there going through it as a, a little kid and probably, I mean, it wouldn't have been 71, uh, cause I was born in 68, but it was probably 74. Okay, or you're you're like young. That. Yeah. 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 And I remember maybe a little younger, I remember leafing through it and being just like, who is the what is this? Right. This is, looks amazing. Yeah. And, like, and you know, and he, he looked like, you know, an alien in this thing. He's like this one I, in my mind, he was in this like long blue chiffon gown or something. I'm like, what is this? And you know, my uncle's like, and, and, and it, excuse my language. This is a quote, but my uncle still says, my dad, don't let him look at that stuff. It'll turn him into a fag. Right. And, you know? And I'm like, yeah. and I'm like, what's a fag? <laughs> and I'm like, like, if that's what it is, I want to be. Right. It, right. You know? And uh, uh, I did not. I am a, a heterosexual, right. but but I have no problem with that. for Bowie. Maybe right. But, uh, uh, but for you know whatever for anybody, whatever yes. fill your heart with love. That mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. that's, that's that track seven there. Uh, I just loved this this whole record. It has such a variety. Yeah, and we would and somehow I got a cassette tape. I remember when I was a little older, I had a cassette tape of it. And we would uh, listen to it on those road trips, and my mom really mm. liked it too. And we, it's a great album. We uh, we really uh, quicksand is one of my favorites. Mm. Um, Billy Brothers as well. So I literally have never, prior to this, sat down and intentionally listened to a David Bowie album. I've just heard the, the pro- hits. probably ex- yeah. exactly. Uh, that's not true. I own uh, I own uh, Ziggy Stardust and yeah. Spider, so I know that yes. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I immediately, uh, well, once I got past changes immediately, I'm like the piano is very vibrant and and noticeable and like maybe even high in the mix. And so I I looked it up and it's like he, prior to this, I believe, uh, like kind of turned down, uh, the touring and the recording and, and it had taken a break. So this was maybe fresh. 
and he uh, was writing some of the tunes from the piano instead of the guitar, which I was like, huh, that's interesting. And then I got a little further, Rick Wakeman, uh, who I believe is from Yes. Correct. And then he had... Yeah, Anderson think, Wakeman, Bruford Howe, yeah. right? He played a little bit on this, but isn't it isn't it? Uh, uh, what's the other guy's the other the keyboard player you played with forever? And oh, uh, Gar- Gar- Garson. Uh, maybe, may I just remember Mike, seeing Michael, his name? I can't remember. And like and this. and being like, I knew that I knew one day I would see that this dude was in something uh, else. Yeah, but Rick Wakeman, yeah, I think definitely did something on this. I mean, obviously you've looked it up, so, but. Uh, uh, who I did get to see at the at the Kaufman Center, really not that long ago. Yes, yes, played a couple of years back. It was the I still have not thing. even been inside that building. Oh, it's beautiful. That's but uh, yes, did this this version of yes, but Rick Reagan was playing keyboards and he wore a cape. Really, he had this cape, but he had like his sweats on and some sensible <laughs> shoes. You sensible know, and all shoes. these keyboards everywhere, like like these big white, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, he's uh, an elderly gentleman. Yeah, but he. He got off the stage and he walked through with his guitar, walked all the way through the, the the theater and like it was pretty cool. The show, also the show itself, was pretty cool. Yeah, it was a nice. good time. Nice. Yeah. I'm not the hugest yes man, but I really enjoyed it. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, how about um, the rest? I mean, if this is number four of twenty six. Do you know the other twenty five? albums uh, i do i'm i am a uber fan i mean hence why i'm involved with the band that fell to earth fair and, yes and uh i'm constantly bringing really deep cuts to the band like cool like oh fun like we have to do this one and then sometimes people are like eh, and then, <laughs> and then, Mich- then michelle's like oh that's really that's cool like you know she feeds off the bass lines or whatever yeah she's, yeah she's also constantly trying to f- make sure that the songs have something for all of the players to do like you know like how many players are we talking uh we have i think we have 13 usually on stage when we do the big show in january okay is it always at the same spot or uh the very first year we did it at the uptown theater because we we got moved there it was supposed to be at knuckleheads and it was but we had planned it as a birthday celebration bowie and then he passed oh and then we're like whoa and then it went huge and so right we did it there and then um, the next year uh, we had moved down to downtown, the record bar had moved downtown and the stage is a lot bigger and the room is bigger. We knew it wouldn't do a thousand people. So we decided to do it there and, and we sold it out at, you know, 400 people. And then the next year we did two nights. Cool. And then the next year, I don't even know how many years it's been now. Um, last year we did three nights where the first night we did a, a VIP ticket. We donated a bunch of it to charity. Oh, and we did a VIP ticket. I should say a bunch. We donated a, a good portion of hey. it. And um, uh, we did a VIP high ticket that we did uh, one album all the way through. Like it was a shorter set. Oh, cool. Only 200 tickets. So you could, people could sit if they wanted. They're all jammed in there. And, you know, it's like a different vibe. And we did uh, Ziggy Stardust front to back. So nice. this year, uh, I'm, I'm breaking news here. <laughs> I don't know when you air this. Uh, if I have my shit together, it comes out Thursday. <laughs> yeah. We are the, either going to do Hunky Dory or Let's Dance on that Thursday Ooh. as the VIP oh show. Oh, my. So, okay. And then some of those songs will make their way into the, the, the show. Other nights? Over the, the other nights. Cool. But, but that's what we're talking about. But this has a lot of strings on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's beautiful. It's one of my favorites. So I had forgotten I've gi- had given you this list, though, right? So, yeah. Well, there's a funny element to that once we get through it. But uh, skipping ahead eight years to '79, uh, "Duty Now for the Future." Oh Dito, yeah, oh yeah. Which 
I mean, I know nothing oh, yeah. about Devo Me- beyond uh, what Whip It and the outfits, and that's probably right. it. Uh, how first first Devo album? That I, not the first one I heard, but the first one I bought. Okay, with my own money. Okay. It was at an end cap at the Walmart in Liberty. Nice. On vinyl, and I bought it. I still have it. Okay. And uh, But I, I'd heard their first record, and I might have heard the second record, too, at that point. Like, you know, cassette tape shares in, you know, in school yeah. with friends. This is this is their second. Second of nine, 13 tracks, yeah. 39 minutes. Yeah, well, I meant, uh, okay, yes. It would have been their third or fourth. I don't know if I'd heard if Whippet was out yet. I don't know. I can't remember the order right, of things. Right, And, uh, but uh, this one just was special to me because uh, it was the first one I bought as yeah. its own vinyl. And it's got, it's real guitar heavy. It's really unique and weird. Um, uh, it's, it's not, you know, it doesn't, there's none of their, there's no hits on it. Right. You know? Some of these songs are on their like greatest misses and <laughs> it really is what they have a album called greatest hits and greatest, and then greatest misses. But, Funny. But, uh, and they still do play some of these, but they're to me this this is like it's almost like a like if like a if like a mathy garage rock. It's just right. it's just bizarre record. It's so cool, and they all sing on it. It's just and the, the scents are real raw. It's super cool. But. And so when you see this at the end cap at Walmart, had you heard of them? Oh, I knew Devo. Like so, we had shared like I'd heard like. Uh, Jocko Homo and and uh, the stuff off that first record. Like, okay, okay. I think I had someone had a cassette that we were there like, like, a, like a dub that we'd yes, been sharing or yes, something. Yes, yes. And then also right around this time, and this is I'd say you know probably eighty two or something maybe uh, that there was a film we had got on a v, we got a VCR. And there was a little rental place, pre-Blockbuster, you know, right. like the, one of those little... Yeah. And uh, there was a film I discovered there, a VHS tape. It was called Erg, A Music War. And on the cover is actually, I didn't know this at the time, but later I learned pretty quick, it was Lux Interior from The Cramps. And this is a concert film. It's little over two hours long starts with the police and ends with the police the police actually put it together with uh the uh, uh the drummer i could blank it on his name uh stuart copeland brother started irs records and mm. and then they did this film and it basically it's a concert footage from like five five or six locations around the world and they cut back and forth and it's there's not a lot of there's really no there's no talking crowd shots fan shots but it has devo dead kennedys the police wow. ub40 nice I'm like these are the cramps uh the surf punks the go-go's the x like i mean it's endless and like some obscure stuff that like you know became some of my favorite artists that like uh toya wilcox like, mm. it's crazy it's the craziest uh film but devo has a really cool performance in that and so I, we would rent that thing every weekend seriously Me and my, my brothers and then my friends and we wow so they're watching that shit over and over nice. so men of men has performed at this point we've learned i think seven songs off that soundtrack and my goal is to f- do a show we do these two hour shows at the ship that do one where we do police to police we do almost everything and, and it goes the uh, burning spears on there nice there's, there's uh uh art punk and reggae and it's all over the map it's nice so very cool um (sighs) shit i just thought of something 
that made me remember something that I was going to ask you earlier, and it's already gone. Um, well, maybe it'll come back to me. Um, but you've mentioned uh, obscure, unique, uh, different, um, and that's 79, a few years later, 1983. Bear with me here. Um, Zeichnungen dos oh. Patient de OT. Um, Esturzende. Einsturzon Neubauten. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I was like, where's he going with this one? Right. Einsturzon Neubauten. Yeah. Uh, 1983. Google translate that title to Drawings by the Patient OT. Oh, nope. No? That is the title of the album. Uh, Einsturzon Neubauten means new buildings collapse collapsing new buildings or something what well, i'm sorry I'm, i was talking about the the album title oh the album is, title is drawings of ot okay yeah. okay yes, yes this is the name of the group yes it, yes it yes of course collapsing buildings yeah uh second record of 12 for them 12 tracks 53 minutes uh a german experimental music group that uses custom-built instruments predominantly made of scrap metal uh building tools and uh noises in addition to standard musical instruments. Yeah. So if 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 obscure, unique, different scratches your itch, yeah, 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 poster is... child right there. Like yeah, yeah. how did you discover these guys? Uh so about uh I was telling you before that we started recording in the mid mid eighties we started coming into the city to go to the Fool Killer. Mm, yeah. Um which is at 39th of May and, and punk bands played there, all kinds of interesting stuff. Uh, Neubauten did play Kansas City a few times. One at the Parody Hall, which was when it was down in the, in the River Market. I was not old enough. I went. I tried to get in. I showed the guy my ID because he asked for it. And I was just hoping he would give it back to me and let me in. But he did not. But he did let like every other 16-year-old woman I know in. He, and he kept, he did, you didn't get your ID no, back? No, he gave it back. Oh, okay. I just showed him my real ID, uh, thinking he would just be like... No problem. Yeah, yeah. like he just... I need the money. This band's coming from Germany. Uh, but we would also come down. That guy also worked at a record store. His name, his name is Duncan Burnett. And uh, uh, he's still around town. He, he, was, he did some collage art that he hung at Minibar for a while. Mm. I've seen him in quite a few years, but uh, pre-pandemic. But he worked at this record store called uh, Rock Therapy that was over on Westport Road near, it was kind of near... I don't know which spot it was in, but it's kind of where uh, Rudy's mm, is. Yeah, on that that little strip. When it, this would have been mid eighties. Okay, and so um, we were record nerds, and we just we come in early. Like we had a friend whose dad worked at the railroad, and he would we'd all pile in his car when he'd go to work, mm. and he worked like the third shift or whatever, and we'd pile in his car. He'd drive us down here and we'd drop us off with our skateboards, and we just roam around Westport and go to Penny Lane records and yep. go to rock therapy and dig through stuff. And they were always playing cool music and they were like, what is this? And that's how like we met. It. Okay. But we also, um, Dan Jones had a subscription to the spin magazine when it first came out. Sure. And they would always talk about real weird, obscure stuff. And so we like butthole surfers yeah. things, and we'd hunt that down. And, and, uh, this was one that we got early and it was just one of the first ones we got. And it, it's, it's one of their more, um, challenging records their early stuff they their new material they still have records i went to berlin and saw them uh for their 30 year anniversary or 40 year anniversary a couple years back wow before pandemic and uh they their their new music is it's quite pretty actually okay i also i also saw them in chicago at the metro oh nice on in the early 2000s but they don't come to the states anymore oh um 
just too expensive for them to bring all this. These, I mean, they have to make the music. They have these uh, giant tubes and air compressors. Oh and yeah. So like you know, Blue Man Group. Basically, Blue Man Group stole their shtick and made it a Broadway thing. Like you know, like for real. Whole, in a way, I yeah. don't know. If they, I don't yeah. think they really stole. Maybe right. They, maybe they were influenced or whatever. They had the same similar idea of how to create sounds with air and 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 diff different ways to make music but uh there's one i mean i i enjoyed uh, a good portion of this there's uh <laughs> one track that's like nine seconds long and it's got the word finger in the, and you can just hear somebody like tapping something yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they just fucking move on to the next on, yeah um really really fascinating it that that Armenia song creeps me out. It's so like beautiful and haunting. And they're burning oil drums on it. Like they have oil on top of these drums and they're they're lighting it and you hear that and they like they have these contact mic. They're fascinating. And th their history is just wild. I was expecting uh them to sound like can. Yeah. Oh, it's next next level. It's next level. <laughs> yeah. That singer actually played with Nick Cave in the Bad Seeds oh, too. Really? He was, okay. He's on some of the earlier Bad Seeds records. So, so can you get Full album title and band name out off the off your tongue, no problem. Oh, uh, song titles, uh, forget about no, it. no, no, just the album title. Uh, um, uh, what was it? Zeich Nungen oh, dos no. Patiente de Oh, that's what you're saying. Yes, oh, uh, no, no, I do not speak German. Okay, but you did a great job with the band name. Tell oh, I've had million years. I used to, I, if you say it right, I think it's Einstreisend Neubauten. Okay, Einstreisend Neubauten. They would laugh Neubauten. at me if any German person hears this. Sure. They're like, yeah, that's, a, that's exactly how you say it, Steve. Yeah, good you, job. You nailed it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so our next leap is just a single year uh, to 84 with double nickels on the dime. Oh, Minutemen. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, sadly, uh, only four records by them. This is number three. 45 tracks, 81 minutes. Uh, D. Boone, Mike Watt, George Hurley. Uh, an early punk staple, uh, yes, yes. officially. Yep. Do you remember what you had been really into right before you discovered these so, guys? And then where'd you go after? Around this time, the SST Records became this thing, Black Flag. Dan Jones, I had to ask, he, in one of our, he's like, he kept saying SST, and yeah. I was like, what is that? So SST Records uh was started by Black Flag. Right. They put this Meat Minutemen uh, out pretty quick. They did Meat Puppets, Sonic Youth. I mean, it's epic. There's a killer. I uh, no offense, but I'm not really a podcast. I don't listen to podcasts. Very None often. taken. Um, just it's a kind it, of a time thing, yeah, dude. But there's this same. There's, same. <laughs> there is a podcast. I used to. Now yeah. all my time goes to dude, this, making the back end. <laughs> yeah. There's a podcast called uh, You Don't Know Mojack. Then these guys are a couple Canadian dudes. And they they start with they basically go through each record that came out in SST records Ooh. over the years one at a time. They've been doing it for like I don't know how many years now. It's going to take them like seven years to do it all. But um, uh, why did I bring that up? I, I I don't know. SST was really formative with those bands. I got getting to see Me Puppets and Black Flag. Yes, and we we bought we would buy anything on their catalog like. Mm. Like it would just catalog order it, and you know, it's like, and we would get like that's fun weird bands like Trom Trolley's Dog and Saccharine Trust and all these really avant garde bands that like rarely made it to the Midwest, you know. Right? Um, I never got to see Minutemen. Um, D Boom passed before I did. I was gonna go see him that year, actually. Mm. They were gonna be opening for REM, they were kind of getting a break. 
Um, I've seen Watt a few times. Watt is a big supporter of Dan Jones and Squids. We've been on his podcast. Really? Um, we are actually playing with him next Wednesday at the mini bar. He is in a project called uh, uh, Main, Main, Main Steam Stop Valve, MSSV. Mike Watt? Yeah, with uh, Mike Baguetta. It's it's Mike Baguetta on guitar, who's, who's kind of... I think he's kind of the, the, the leader of the band. Okay. And Mike Watt on bass and Stephen Hodges or Hodgen. Oh, uh, from... He uh, played with Tom Waits. He's played with uh, Mavis Stables. He's played with... Yeah, but he he was he's also in like a, a, a more of a household name band. Uh, he's super nice. I yeah. met him the last time we played with him and... That's a cool. It's like it's weird. I might be thinking of Stephen Steve Perkins. Oh, Stephen Perkins is in uh, Jane's Addiction. That's yeah, yeah. my but, bad. And I believe Stephen Perkins and Watt did a record too. Okay, actually. okay. Like he Watt's played with everybody, dude. He, he's every, got one uh, t- tugboat or yeah. What's, that was his his uh, opera, his rock opera. And well, he had, different he, uh, guitar players for like almost every track. Yeah, everybody. I know that was Klein. Like on on down, like everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he was in the Stooges. Watt knows, I mean, everybody. He, but. he, see, uh, sort of similar to, you know, my experience of, of seeing uh, posts and stuff from your event. It just seems like there's good vibes uh, surrounding yeah. him. Yeah. I don't know if that's just, he's a, just a doer. You gotta, you just gotta do stuff. Yeah. Like kind of like be, <laughs> be nice motto. and do stuff. You, you just know? gotta do like, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this record when it came out uh you were listening to a bunch of you were like kind of devouring the sst yeah, catalog and, yeah and a lot getting into punk rock and like some of but and i really loved black flag but really this and this one spoke to me just the creativity of it the the little quick bursts the, yeah the lyrics yep. the artwork that they had their little lingo that they had between them all mm-hmm. and mike watt and d boone's relationship really in some weird way mirrors Dan and, and oh and, for real and me in oh, my love, mind right like as I somehow it's I love just that like this weird thing and and we're just uber fans and and uh, uh, yeah it and it it didn't really inf- this didn't really inform what I did with bands what I played mm-hmm. and, and and music I wrote with the bands back when I was that age up until really until I started playing with Dan, you know? Okay. Uh, I mean, th- this band oofed that I had with Alex, who's in the Bowie thing and the Emmeline twist guy I was talking about and the drummer from uh, squids, mm. Matt Rona and I, we had a band in college called Ooft that was definitely influenced by this. So, okay. so I was remiss when I said I can oh. jump the gun on that. But, but so you're, you're kind of making your way through the SST catalog. When you discover this, where did you go next? What was the next thing after you're like, well, uh, slovenly, I fell in love with, mm. and did I put that? In you that did. Yeah. You did. Like, yeah. So it's actually, so this was 84 slovenly, uh, is 87 repost repost day. The Ripost record. Ripost. Yeah. Ripost repost. Uh, yeah. a little resolve is oh, a parenthetical. Yeah. It's a, and actually, that piece, I think I put the wrong title on there, because I think the little resolve is that. Well, it's a. Is I, that a is it's it a, a track on on right. that record, but, but it, I thought it was a parenthetical to the title as well. Yeah, is like, that the one that? I think. Yeah, that's just more of like a sound piece, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yes. yeah. I I gave you the wrong title. Oh, if if I was picking tracks off of it, the on the surface is the one that I wanted. Okay, to, to, okay. To say, but. well, uh, this is what three of five for them. Ten tracks, thirty-one minutes. Uh, it gets a post-punk label, which makes me think 
I don't. I guess I don't know what post punk is because I listen to like track two, Myers Dark. Yeah, which is beautiful. Yeah, and I was like, this is post punk. I don't even know if I know what things are anymore. Yeah, I mean, I think people listen to. Um, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember the singer's name. Steve. Uh, oh God, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter. I can't. I can't. I'm. I'm not going to recall it right, right now. Uh, his voice is that baritone and I think people heard Joy Division mm. and kind of like like that yes, kind of yeah. uh, some more angular kind of stuff is in there even though like to me it's like real dreamy and the guitars just weave in and out and and it was just something I'd never heard anything like it and at this point I hadn't even I hadn't heard Joy Division who I mm. adore like somehow some of a lot of that in my circle I wasn't getting Joy Division I wasn't getting Wire I wasn't getting Gang of Four I just no one. I didn't have access to right. it yet. You know, um, well, that I was, would be a, that'd be probably a couple of years later when I was in college that I started getting. And those records are already ten years old. You know? Right. But but uh, well, I was, um, I guess, uh, the word slovenly, and then uh, I think it typically appears in all caps. Uh, so I was I was I, expecting I it to be either. heavy. Yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised at where, it, you know, I just thought the whole thing was really nice. Yeah. And, and I'm curious if Dan's going to pick Thinking of Empire, their other other record, because he's he gave me a list, yeah. but it's been a minute ago, so I I can't couldn't be even begin to be tell fun. you. We uh, both we both went. Um, we graduated high school in 1987, and that summer, his parents had rented a little cabin up in Estes Park, and we graduated and we decided to, to uh we were going to go out and meet them and hi- do some hiking but on the way we were going to we were 18 years old we were going to stop in denver and go see uh fire hose which is post minutemen and slovenly was opening so we, that's the only time i got to see them which is you get uh lowercase f and then yeah, fire yeah, hose yeah, yeah, in yeah, all yeah, caps yeah, yeah 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 which has always been like what is, I, yeah, I never why? asked him why he did that that's interesting <laughs> uh is but it, but probably be that goddamn typewriter stuff. yeah but this this is the correct album yes or no okay yes i just picked the wrong song if i was picking songs no no no. it's it's but um so remind if you said it already i'm sorry but remind me uh how you discovered these guys and why this one made your list it's same thing and they were an sst band and you just like were like bought everything on sst sometimes they were like you're getting swa which is like this sludgy bad cock rock thing that was like (laughs) i mean sometimes some of it's great but it's like but it was like oh it's not black flag but then you all of a sudden buy this record you're like oh i've never heard anything like that in my life exactly exactly um, so the funny part about, uh, you sending your list was, uh, here it, so here it is. And then you're like, if you would have asked me any other week, but this week, like basically, uh, my, my list of five is different from week. Like, oh, yeah. so if it was two yeah. weeks ahead or two weeks back, it would have been five different records. Yeah. So this has been what, like, uh, five six weeks or so somewhere in there since you said so is there something since then that you've been really burning up a lot of listen wise uh i mean because the men of men project is so uh it requires a lot of uh, listening time Mm. what we do the way that project works is that we get a gig and then i create a playlist and most of our shows are at the ship where we do two sets 
and I love that venue. And I, I do too. And I call them, I call them fake soundtracks. Okay. So I kind of create a mood in my mind about an idea of like, if I was like a music director for a, a movie and you know, you've got this song that's kind of the, the introductory, it's your, it's your, uh, you know, mise en place or what is it? Yeah. Mise en place. And then you, and then you're, and then you, okay, here's direct, here, here you're introduced to this character and they're kind of like, a like how person. splash opens with woolly bully. Yeah. Or so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you're like, what is this? Is the old? And then it, that's not the, the feel of the movie yeah. at all, yeah. but it's a yeah. perfect way to bring you into yeah. it. And then you kind of, and then you find mood and it goes up and down yeah. and you have a, you have a, uh, a so that I do that, I build these playlists and then, you know, but I, I pad them with extras and then we, um, everybody, like half the band are, are working musicians. That's what they do for a living. And the, you know, the other half, we all have other jobs. Yeah. <laughs> and so time is, is, is hard to get everybody together at the same time. Everybody works. That's, that's what I forgot that yeah. I want is that uh, three venues and seven bands where, how do you schedule re rehearsal yeah. and practice and squids are really good about it. Like, okay. I, well, Dan would probably say we aren't, but we definitely try to get together every week and, and work on what we're working on. You know? Sure. And then, uh, and we do it in this early evening time. We got this window. We don't go over it. We kind of, you know, which does, it, it makes things take a long time to get. Done. Sure. But Dan is a, he's the primary songwriter, so it's like. But I, I cut you off. You uh, oh, make, minute, make this playlist, minute, yeah, and then, and then everybody then you studies it. it. Then we get together. We do a listening day. We go no, no, yes. How do we, how are we going to adapt? Let's make let's take that song and and turn it into a big big band sounding song, or take you know that uh, you know Nora Jones song mm. and, and make it. Uh, fit my voice or whatever mm. you know like pitch it down or we do we have these discussions and then we we all go back and we work on it, listen to it listen to it listen to it and then we get together the week of the show we have a rehearsal where we play it through 90 percent of the time we have a, a working you know everybody's got notes and then and then we then we go play the show sure and you know i'd say 70 percent to 80 percent of the songs Probably more on that eighty percent side are we've never played before, mm. and so they're new every time we have, a, get we have a catalog of like 400, 500 songs right at this point that we that we've played it. We can't pull them out of our ass, but, right? But there are certain ones that we we have made our own that we really that I think we'll eventually get in the studio, okay, and record. Um, when you want to do studio time, do you have a go to spot? So or? Uh, the guitar player from Season to Risk, uh, he owns Weights and Measures, okay, Sound Lab. Um, and I like to work with him quite a bit. His studio is amazing. Um, he's busy a lot. Yeah. And, and then the other studio, Paul Malinowski, who's in China. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. he was yeah. he played on the first two Seasonous Records. I, okay. I go out to his studio sometime. It's called nice. it's called uh, Massive Sound out in. in that sounds uh, familiar. Out in. Uh, but Squids, we've done all our stuff with with JB Moreland at at Temple Sounds. Okay. But J that closed, and JB is now working out of Paul's place. Okay. So. Okay. So there is some version of practice and rehearsal for all of your outfits mm -hmm. and somehow you find a way to make it work. Yeah. And then like, are you uh, picking up your bass on your own uh, regularly too and just messing around? I wish I did more, but yeah, I do sometimes uh, more than anything. I'll pick up uh, my little acoustic guitar mm. and stick around. With sure. It, you know? Okay. Cool. Um, I got a bunch of keyboards. I'm always, I always got a little, um, heck there's just some days when I'm like, need a break. And I just go, go down to that room and just like, it doesn't even mean anything. I don't even care about, I'm not trying to memorize it, memorize it. I'm just like, yeah, 
picking things yeah. out and just plunking around yeah. and doing that. And then every now and then if I strike upon something, I might do a little YouTube or a little phone video of it and be like, I'll come back to that later. Nice. You know, but yeah, I don't, I got a whole bunch of those. And then that's for the solo record in 2075. <laughs> uh, so I usually try to wrap up with uh, five, what I call five funny finishers, just goofy questions. Yep. Uh, lunch with anyone dead or alive, your choice, who and why? Uh, you know, those are always awkward questions. I know. Like, you, you, you have a thing that pops to your head immediately, but then you'd be like, why and how awkward yeah. would that be? Yeah. But, but uh, I mean, I'd probably go with, david bowie right okay now, you know? cool so, i love it perfect i mean just just his depth of knowledge in music and literature yeah. and, and 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 art and well just fasc- yeah. fascinating individual uh you would probably one would hope for a very very long lunch if david bowie yeah, right, right. because he, as joyed joy filled as you would yeah. be walking away you'd be kicking yourself 47 times for the things that you I didn't just, yeah. yeah yeah uh but why did i say yeah. that oh, <laughs> idiot. i'm such an idiot yeah uh, so if you had the ability to visit your past self at any age, what age would you choose and what would you say? Uh, at this point in my life, I might go not that far back, but uh, I could probably tempered some of my behavior in my 20s, late okay. 20s. I drink okay. a lot and, and uh, missing some years there, you know. Uh, yeah, I know the uh, feeling. So some things I don't. You know, I just like, I don't feel like, I don't remember that. Yeah. I don't remember that. <laughs> I'm like, just tell, you know, just a little, not like, you shouldn't do this. It'd be just like, you need hey, man. remember to temper, yeah. temper yeah. this. Yeah. You don't burn out. Exactly. You know? And somehow I didn't. And on some days I'm just like, how did I not fucking die? But, right. <laughs> and it, 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 I like to laugh at it, but it's, it's I, sometimes I think about it, it's like, not that funny. Well, <laughs> like, no, 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 no. But I mean, uh, very much, uh, uh, t- what was it like in your 30s? I mean, I don't know. I got my twenties and I got my forties, but I, I'm, I'm yeah. just making something up Yeah. and, and ha ha ha. But it's really, it's, it's a little dark, Yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. thinking about times when I could have tempered and yeah. didn't yeah. Um, complete this for me. If you would, please, the world would become immediately a better place in which to live. If only man yeah this is, <laughs> all right i've got to call cheryl we're not going to dinner tonight <laughs> uh i i really think that just people just need me i mean it's so simple but cory feldman actually this was the thing he said there night he's got a song but he, it's basically it's just that simple it's just just be nicer it's be just, nice. it's just love, yeah it's just so easy to be nice to it people is. and you can be so i mean i get mad everybody gets mad sure. but sometimes you're like it's harder sometimes it's yeah you're like like I don't even need, I don't need to express that to that person. That's not going to help them. No. You just to go. But sometimes it. Let it go. <laughs> sometimes. Uh, Sorry. No, it's <laughs> Blew perfect. Blew your ears off it's, on that one. No, <laughs> no. I, I'm just getting that point of having headphones oh, okay. on for long enough that my ear is. Like, I thought maybe you had a, like a, 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 a young daughter that listened to Frozen a oh, million times in a row. Uh, she's sprinting towards teenagehood she's i mean in a handful of months she'll be 13 yeah. but we had our frozen patch i mean i it, yeah i heard it through my through my nieces and, it, and i loved it it was great and uh, like it's, it's many times now it's like 
I wish we were still in there because now she's like entering the real world. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. TikTok and Lululemon, mm. and Starbucks, and I'm oh, just like, what? Sorry, what, where's my little? Good luck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, <clears throat> is there a go-to band or song that if it or they come on, you're you'll leave the room? Uh, four down blondes. Okay, just what's up? Well, yeah, just the one. Forget that. And well, I don't even know any of their other ta- songs. Yeah, I'm sure she's a very successful producer, and I'm sure. That, that, oh, really? Oh, oh, she's massive. She's probably one of the most uh, successful music producers, and the lead singer gal. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, um, huh. and and she's she. I'm sure she's brilliant. It's right. Just but something about that song. Just God, it was so good when it came out. Oh, I can't. I, I, even I, even uh, back then, you didn't like too, it. Oh, uh, it's just. It, I don't know. It's just. There's certain songs, and maybe that was the the, the mm-hmm. era. Like I'm like, oh wait, alternative music figured out pop tricks to ruin music. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. where it's just like, I mean, I get it because it gets stuck in people's heads, yep. and it you know it has a has has thoughtfulness, but then it has a bit of feel goodness. But it's but it's also just you know, and it's it's it, there's nothing new to it. It's just a trick to me. It's like a little magic trick and. And and kudos to anybody that can figure that out and do that and right. make zillions of dollars. Right. I don't. I'm. Not, I do not begrudge anybody that. Right. But I do not want to hear that song, I, especially at karaoke. Oh, because no. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um. You know, it was uh, an interesting time for uh, females in music when that came out, and uh, me and my buddies enjoyed. I think the 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 vocal aspect, the acoustic aspect, but probably more than anything was the opportunity to scream, get real high. You yeah. Know? Cause it was like, we're part, we're new to the yeah. party scene. Oh, I get it. I get it's it. like, yeah. Hey, man. yeah, I uh, totally get it. So last but not least, uh, true or false. It is okay to wear the t-shirt of the band you're seeing to their show. I mean, true. You, you, you can do whatever the hell you want. Right. Like, you know, I mean, I'm probably not going to do it. Okay. <laughs> of course but you I can, might. Of course you can do whatever. But here's what I say. Uh, we're all, uh, unless you're just a plus one or a loved one or a friend or whatever, we're all here to see this. We're all, that's our common right. denominator oh, yeah, is that yeah. we love this. Yeah. Show me what else, yeah. you know, don't double the, anyway. I, uh, yeah. I just, I, it's a funny, funny thing. I, one of my longest, go, you know, show buddies, uh, he's always sometimes he's double repping like got the visor and the shirt of the band we're going I'm like dude what? he's like he's like i want them to know <laughs> i appreciate exactly that. so um all like I, I suppose there's not necessarily a central way for one to keep tabs on all that you're no. doing as a musician no do you have a spot where you plug all of your outfits you know, on my personal Facebook, and um, I, and I'm not good at Instagram. I, when I first came out, I really liked using it. I loved it because I, I like to I like to take f- photographs of of things that are unique and interesting yeah, to me, yeah. whether it be flowers or bugs or sure. weird shadows or whatever. And <laughs> and and then I, I like to travel, so I like my travel photos. I'm like I was kind of using it as like a little like a, a personal photo photo album photo blog. If okay, you will. yeah, yeah. And then it. People started getting mad at me that like once it became more social media, they're like, "What are you doing? You're doing Instagram wrong!" Like, not mad at me, but like telling you know, yeah. like, like, 
what? How do you do it wrong? Yeah. Like, but then I now and like half of you go to my Instagram right now and half of it is just me playing records and it's just the record I'm listening to. And it's sure. Just like, I have a crazy record collection. I'm like, I want to share this one. Like, you know. Somebody. So there, there isn't necessarily a spot. Is there? Is there anything that you are interested in plugging musician wise for you? Uh, you know, like I think I plugged everything. Where, sure. You know, the Squid's got a new record. Yes. Playing the art fair this week but that this will come out probably well it's thursday sat- so saturday we'll be at the art fair on the bridge stage i think it's the, or the 8160 stage or whatever they call it at noon art fair plaza art fair uh, okay and then, uh i didn't realize that was a multi-stage yeah. i haven't been oh, in yeah. years oh it's massive they so they have one big most they have one big stage that's cover bands pretty much okay. over and it's it's kind of over the bridge, over the creek, uh, uh, yes, at the main yes, center, yes. and then they've got a little acoustic stage there, and then I feel like they have another little tiny stage, and then the uh, there's been a local stage, like local music stage, towards uh, kind of by O'Dowd's and True mm-hmm, Food on mm-hmm. that side for quite a few years now. Um, okay, Chris Aguirian, um, uh curates that thing. I know that name from Chris somewhere. is uh, on the bridge. Okay, uh, KKFI ninety point one. Is that uh, the uh, KTBG ninety point nine. I apologize, That's my right. mistake. I, I might have got that wrong. <laughs> so yeah, who, that's the where Bacon works. Where Michelle Bacon works too. So. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Plaza Art Fair this weekend, and then the following Wednesday, the Squids will play with. M- MSSV, Massive Steam Stop Valve. Okay. Mike Baguetta, Mike right. Watt, Stephen Hodges at Mini Bar. Nice. Uh, it's seven o'clock doors. Uh, it's phenomenal. I mean, seeing these guys, they're just killer players. It's kind of jazz. Like they did a Sun Ra song last time Ooh. I saw them into that they melted into a Stooges song. Like they just do like wow. crazy unique stuff. Uh, Mike uh, Baguetta is a you know composer and. Um, not a lot of vocals and uh, it's just really 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 cool creative stuff right on and then um, after that I got a little break I'm gonna do some traveling and then um, there is oh volunteer uh, the the Omaha guys the two base two base band mm-hmm. um, I we are playing uh, in Omaha October 5th. And then October 6th, we'll be at Minibar with Juna, this um, two-piece noise metal mat. I don't know how to explain them. Sure. This uh, this uh, woman, I don't know her name off the top of my head, is a phenomenal guitar player, and, and she just wails like vocally and, okay. and with this technical drummer. Cool. Super cool stuff. Um, so a couple of Minibar gigs, and then and then out of town, and then uh, Squids do some more stuff in November. Yeah. We go to going out of town again, St. Louis and Omaha and things. But uh, the traveling that you're doing, is it stateside or personal? You... We're going overseas. Overseas. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So are you somebody that has no issues with long flights? I mean, I, I don't love them, but right. I, you know, I, I'll sleep a little bit and okay. I read books and okay. watch movies and just, you know, nice. Try to get up and stand as much as I can, yes. you know, like you now, just get those, those. When you do that, are you, turning everything off all the things that you're part of and responsible for or are you just I, business as usual sometimes i have in the past where it was like i'll check in 
once a day or sometimes once, once a, a couple, week like every yeah I, really i have to check in quite a bit okay so i, I mean it's easy i, I can't I, i'm telling you they have better wi-fi in vietnam than they do in the united states it's wow just, it's absurd okay it's absurd um and then so for the venues uh record bar mini bar lemonade park they all have their own website correct they all have a facebook and an instagram yep. and then there's a, a a newsletter perhaps for each venue that you can sign I, up for actually now i think about it i think we do the newsletter it's all in one shot. You can sign up on any venue, okay. but you will get the thing. You'll get the, the thing. Okay. That, that kind of gives and you. And that'll say, uh, here are the gigs that are coming up soon. And uh, here's, other... what's, here's what we're doing this month, you know? Okay. You know, and if we get any new merch or any new sure. stuff like that. Sure. You know? I should do one of those for my bands, personal, but I just, I don't know. Right. Like there's, you know, there's at minimum three people in each band. You know, we can all just put it out there right right yeah exactly I, you know no one's trying to like i mean i guess we're selling it all but i don't i i just don't like to think it as we're constantly marketing and selling things i mean the clubs we have to because it's a business yeah and we have employees and yeah everybody needs to make money but the bands we've all done it for 30 plus years now and 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 it is it is our expression, you know. Sure, we want to. When we make a piece of art, we want it to to pay for itself. Well said. It, it helps. But, yeah. You know, at this level, but it's not. We're not. You know, no one, none of us are going to have a hit. We're not getting. You know, it's. We're. Those. <laughs> that is not. Those days are over. We are just expressing ourselves. Right. And 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 what we were saying earlier, like uh, we're just doing stuff. Doing. Yeah. Well, you know, um, it is weird world that we live in right now and it's so much information all the time and which obviously has positives to it um but somewhere in the getting to where we are now uh we've subtracted some of our human face-to-face -face interactions i think mm -hmm. you're a performer and a, and a owner and an operator of venues so you by design will have a lot more than the average person mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so maybe not so much for you but part of why uh i wanted to do this i love music uh talking to people about the music that they love but also uh you know this kind of came to the surface as an idea amidst pandemic when it was like i don't fucking know what's like are we gonna die like what you yeah. know uh so I, when people do commit and then actually show and sit down and i i can't thank you enough uh you're obviously a very busy dude and um i appreciate you carving out a little time and it's just a couple minutes before eight so hopefully oh, dinners i'm gonna call her and yeah oh, right, right on and be like uh well she will find uh where are we going <laughs> where are we going meet me at earl's right right well thank you man i appreciate right, it thanks all yeah, right cheers